If you have thyroid eye disease and itchy eyes have you itching for a fight, it might be time to discover another treatment option. To learn more, visit TreatMyTed.com. That's TreatMyTed.com. Curling fans, as America's best curling teams prepare to compete on the world stage, you've come to the one place with everything you need involving USA Curling. It's the Extra Extra In podcast with Price Atkinson. Get ready for everything that you need to know. News, interviews, points of view, anything involving Team USA forming and the 2018 Winter Olympics in South Korea for Team USA Curling is found here. It's the Extra Extra In podcast with Price Atkinson and the 12th In Sports Network crew powered by Isagenics. Welcome into the inaugural, very first episode of the Extra Extra In podcast. I'm Price Atkinson, joined by Joe Calabrese, the 12th In Sports Network, powered by Isagenix here. The Extra Extra In podcast is going to be coming to you here all fall as we get you ready for the upcoming U.S. Olympic curling trials in Omaha, Nebraska. Beautiful Baxter Arena. Seven teams going to take the ice. What will we, we, we will be doing here, we'll be previewing the seven teams that will be competing in Omaha. That's just a little bit of what you'll hear on the Extra Extra and podcast as we take you through the fall right up until Omaha and live from Omaha at some point is our hope. But Joe, uh, excited about this venture, partnering with you guys. I, I am jacked. This has been several months in the making, and I'm glad we are finally here at this point, my friend. Yeah, me too, Price. This is uh, sort of a dream of mine to kind of work on something like this uh, with somebody who uh, who loves the sport as much as I do, and I know that that's exactly what uh, you're all about, Price. And uh, so I'm I can't be more excited because I know we've lined up some great interviews. Uh, we have uh, also some terrific contests and uh, for our listeners. So if you're listening to this podcast you have the opportunity to win some fabulous prizes. Uh, we have valued those at approximately $3,000 uh, over the course of the uh, initial uh, run of this podcast. So uh, you're going to want to stay tuned each and every week. And uh, you know, our first contest is uh, to win a rock watcher. And if you don't know what a rock watcher is, it's that uh, device that uh, you attach to a broom and it, it, it takes the time, the split times of rocks and, uh, it's pretty exciting. We'll talk about that a little bit later, but I just want to kind of preview that as we move into this podcast. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, I guess really first thing out of the gate is to let everybody know where you can find the Extra Extra In podcast all season, as we especially as we go through November and hopefully far beyond that. But uh, as we get ready really through these next couple months uh, for the U.S. Olympic curling trials here in Omaha, how can you get the Extra Extra In podcast? It's real simple, real easy. It's free every single week. We'll come out on, on Thursdays. Uh, Apple Podcast, Stitcher, uh, Google Play, but more importantly, tesn.us forward slash podcast, but just go to 12th In Sports Network online, tesn.us. Uh, there are a myriad of ways on your smartphone. If you go to the Apple Podcast app, if you download the Stitcher app, you can get them right there real easy, and you will be notified when a new Extra Extra In pops up every single week. Joe, it could not be a whole lot easier to get us. No, you know, you're going to be able to find us wherever you can find podcasts. That's our goal. And uh, they're free, and uh, it's going to be packed with a lot of information about USA Curling. So uh, you're going to want to uh, get yourself ready for those trials in November because we certainly are. 
Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, one thing I'll just share with everybody, like, rate, and share. You're going to hear that a lot uh, on every episode. But if you like what you hear, let us know. Let your friends know. Um, like us on like it on Facebook. Uh, like it on Twitter. Um, like it, most importantly, on the Apple Podcast iTunes website there. Because if you like it, if you rate it, uh, that will help others find us easier. So it's real simple. Just like us. It takes one click if you want to uh, write a review. Um, it take you maybe all of you know a minute to two minutes tops. You know, just write a little something what you liked. Uh, we will try and read some of those here as we move forward through the fall. Uh, and certainly, most importantly, if if you really do like it, and we hope you do. Hope you'll share it with your friends. You know, retweet it on Twitter, uh, share it on Facebook, uh, email links around. Um, it, you know, there's things that we're going to do, move through, and, and improve, change as we move on. Want to hear all your feedback, good and bad. Uh, that is always a good thing for what we can do better uh, here on the Extra Extra and Podcast Show. Yeah, you know, Price, one thing we probably ought to do is is let people know sort of how this, this whole podcast is going to work. You know, we'll, yeah. we'll have some different interviews. We talked a little bit about that. We're also going to have a roundtable, and uh, today's uh, roundtable guest is Jerry Gertz from Curling Zone. And so uh, after our, our interview segment, we'll, we'll be doing a little bit of roundtable discussion uh, about the topic of the week. And, uh, you know, those topics of the week uh, are going to have a lot to do with all those teams that are heading to the trials. But it, they're really all about what USA Curling is doing right here and now and what they ought to be doing in the future, uh, not just the organization, but uh, all the clubs and, and members of USA Curling. Uh, to try to improve and, and get us to the point where we are uh, perennial contenders at those Olympics. That's that's sort of the goal. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, you know, these next two months, as you mentioned, you know, feature guest interviews uh, every single week. And our first feature episode or feature guest interview here will be coming up in the very next segment. Uh, Coach Phil Drobnik, one of the high-performance uh, coaches there is going to talk with us uh, about a myriad of topics, a conversation you won't want to miss. And as you mentioned, Jerry Gertz with our roundtable coming up after that. But a lot of great interviews. We'll get to know the names. Certainly, you know a lot of the names and the faces, but you'll learn a little bit more about them, maybe, Joe, here as we uh, move through the fall and, you know, sit down and, and talk with one, two, you know, three members of each team. It'll usually be two members each team, a skip and somebody else. But, you know, tried to sprinkle them out, mix them up differently, uh, you know, ahead of the trials because, you know, there's a whole lot more to the faces and, and the names of, of these teams, you know, the team dynamics and, you know, what these guys like to do on and off the ice. Just some great stories I think you'll hear from the athletes this fall. Yeah, absolutely. I think, you know, what's different about this podcast as opposed to maybe other curling podcasts out there, which are all terrific, you know, don't get me wrong, but I think we're going to be interviewing athletes at length uh, from USA Curling to a level that really nobody else has done before. And uh, I'm real excited about that because we're going to get to know the players as people uh, and not just as curlers. Uh, we, we love those fifth end segments that, that you do, Price, uh, but we only get a few questions in, in, in those five minutes, and this gives us a chance to, to really explore uh, these athletes and their lives a little bit deeper. Yeah, well, that's a great segue because I think we certainly got to also mention uh, who are we? I mean, you you know if you're listening to this, uh, the 12th End Sports Network, probably very familiar to curling fans uh, for several years as UNBA you know, launched the 12th in sport Net, Sports Network. I'll let you get into that. But real quick about me, uh, Price Atkinson. I was born here in Greenville, South Carolina. People say, well, where's the accent from? Yeah, it's from living here in the deep, dirty south. But you guys at the 12th in Sports Network, uh, you know, we're fortunate enough to, to reach out a hand to me back in, in January and February and 
allowed me to be a part of my first nationals and it was just an experience that I you know people you know tell me to shut up about all the time just because it was just so fantastic and you know the chance to work with you all um, you know out in Everett Washington back in February is just an experience I said you know what you got to go and be a part of the curling community because that's the one thing that I came away from that experience working with you guys directly and everybody around the sport there is a there is something that is special different genuine about the sport of curling that drew me in the minute I met you guys and walked into that building and it carried through to the very last stone of the men's championship there in Washington Joe well, thanks so much, Price. You know, it, it's really the reason why I got drawn to curling in the first place were the people involved. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, I, my story is, is a little different than yours. I, I'm in Rochester, New York, so, you know, you may notice my accent, too. Um, but, uh, you know, I've been curling for probably about 15 years at the Rochester Curling Club. Uh, have, uh, you know, kind of grown up through the ranks of being an adult who's learned to curl. Uh, and, uh, my business partner, Brian Anderson and I have been curling together for probably eight years and we've been doing the 12th end sports uh, network for about six years. And the idea behind it has always been to try to present the game, uh, in a webcast form that's as good as anything that you might see on TV. And so, uh, we are really, uh, driven the two of us to try to improve our webcast to the point, uh, that you can't notice the difference between us and TV. What's also really great about the 12th End Sports Network is that we've empowered uh, local curling clubs to also do very high quality webcasts from their curling clubs. So we work with these uh, affiliates. Uh, we, I think we have about eight of them right now, and uh, they're all across the country. And we actually have one in Scotland as well. So um, they have the opportunity to use our software, connect uh, through Curling Zone to do scoring and some other mm. uh, nifty features. Uh, and it's pretty exciting uh, because, you know, it, it presents the game in a way that uh, you can, you know, share with your, your family, your, your uh, friends, all the people at work. Uh, hey, I'm playing this, this event this weekend, and you can check it out online on TESN.us. Yeah. And we got to make sure to let you, speaking of TESN, need to let everybody know ways you connect with us on social media, certainly at 12th End Sports on Twitter, uh, the 12th End Sports Network there on Facebook. You can connect with me at Price Atkinson on Twitter. Joe, you want to throw out your Twitter handle so they can uh, go straight to the source? Sure. And that's uh, because I'm a Buffalo Bills fan. Price, we're <laughs> going to have to talk next week about that uh, <laughs> Panthers-Bills matchup. I have a feeling uh, the Bills are, are in some deep trouble, but we'll we'll get to that next week. Hey, the Panthers and the Bills seem like they're in bed together with all these different trades, releasing uh, guys from the front office, moving from each team. Uh, yeah, we, we 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 can keep that a, a special segment here on the twelfth and uh, the extra extra in podcast. But uh, appreciate you tuning in, tuning into us wherever you are. Thanks for downloading, listening, taking the time. We got a lot of great stuff for you coming up this season on the Extra Extra and podcast. And, you know, Joe, a really cool contest right here out of the gate. You you know, you mentioned a lot of the prizes totaling $3,000. We got a great one right off the bat. Yeah, absolutely. You know, the Rock Watcher is the first custom design timing solution for curlers. The custom design features of this Rock Watcher are combined with the patented timer band. It's the perfect timing solution for all curlers. Many world-class and recreational curlers are taking advantage of the Rockwatcher concept and consider it to be an important part of their equipment. Year after year, Rockwatcher has proven to be the champion of all timers. Visit rockwatcher.ca for more information. 
This week, you have an opportunity to win a Rock Watcher of your very own. Just sign up on our website. That's www.tesn.us slash podcast. And use the widget on the upper right-hand side of the page for your chance to win. And we're going to announce our winner next week. Awesome. This is great stuff. You don't want to miss any of the contests. Easy to get involved, easy to sign up, as Joe just said right there. All right, let's go ahead and get out of here. When we come back, our first featured guest interview, Coach Phil Drobnik of the U.S. High Performance Team, uh, one of the ma- one of the coaches. We will talk with him next here. Great conversation you'll want to hear on the Extra Extra in podcast. Price Atkinson, Joe Calabrese, the 12th in Sports Network, powered by Isogenics here, the Extra Extra in podcast all season as we get ready for the U.S. Olympic trials in Omaha, Nebraska. We'll be right back here on the Extra Extra in. Have you tried different weight loss programs and are still looking for results? I was too until I found Isogenics and it didn't take long before I started getting the results that I wanted. Isogenics is a complete 9 or 30 day weight loss energy performance and health aging program with over 550,000 customers in 7 countries. Isogenics' science-backed ingredients and products are rigorously tested for safety and will help nourish your body and help boost your weight loss efforts by gently cleansing and nourishing your body. Isogenics' cleansing and fat-burning system has helped me relieve daily stress and given me even more energy to play with my two kids from sunup to sundown. My personal Isogenics associate, Sarah Schuster, she helped me take control of my health and, most importantly, my life. Sarah walked me through the entire process, answered every single question, and most importantly, serves as my personal daily cheerleader. She can do the same for you and more. Give Sarah a call with the keyword curling at 218-391-1566. Again, the keyword curling. Give Sarah a call, 218-391-1566, and she'll waive your one-year membership fee. Stop making excuses and start taking control. Let Sarah get you started on a healthier life. Like Isogenics did it for me, and it can do it for you. Welcome back into the Extra Extra in podcast here in the 12th in Sports Network, presented by Power by Isogenics, and now. Cannot wait to catch up with one of my favorites here, uh, one of the members of the USA Curling High Performance staff, coaching staff, Phil Drobnik. Phil, what's happening today? Hey, uh, you know, out in uh, Regina, getting ourselves uh, ready for the uh, first slam of the season. Yeah, you guys got a uh, you got your hands full, a, a big-time event there in Regina. Uh, is both the men's teams you'll be working with, John Schuster and Heater McCormick. Those guys were in the Tier 1 of a two-tiered event, just a fantastic event, great competition here early in the season. Before we get into that, um, Coach Drobnik, what, talk to us about one thing, and, and this is going to be our jumping-off point, is really you know, the last Olympic cycle, you were there in 2010 with John Schuster there uh, in the last Olympics. But what, what did you guys, you know, as a staff, as the high-performance staff at USA Curling, you know, in, in, in the teams, what did, what did you all take away from that last cycle uh, that changed to improve to get ready for this uh, cycle that we are now just entering right now? Well, there's no doubt that the, the game is being professionalized and, um, you know, athletes are, are curling – full time and, and, and around the, you know, around the calendar year. 
And, uh, you know, we just needed to make some changes in, in the program and, you know, through the leadership of uh, Derek Brown and Rick Batsky, they implemented a program of, uh, uh, you know, where the co- a lot of coaching, focus on coaching, making the athletes better, giving them access to, um, you know, world-class coaches, world-class uh, trainers, um, sports psychology. Um, we brought in uh, uh, an awesome uh, sports psychologist, Carly Anderson, who's been working with our teams. Um, so just a, just a change in the way we, we did things and uh, really focusing in on um, training year-round yeah, is, is some of the biggest changes. Yeah, as we continue with Phil Drobnik, national team coach with USA Curling's High Performance Program. You can check him out on Twitter at Coach Phil. That's two L's there on the end. It is a must-follow, let me tell you. All right, the off-season program you guys had, uh, Coach Drobnik, as you guys worked through, uh, it was a very short summer, I know, with the season ending in April. You know, there's really not much of a summer, so to speak, uh, for the teams as you get right back in the gym, a lot of uh, dry land training. What was the what was the focus of this quote unquote off season, but more importantly, the summer training program. What was it that you you guys tried to hammer on uh, and work on as you get ready to to hit the ice right now? You know, I took my teams. Uh, you know, I had a couple camps in uh, late uh, April uh, and 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 throughout May with uh, with the three teams I'm working with, and uh, you know, we focused mm-hmm. early in this early. I guess that would be late spring, but uh, early in the in that in that training on. Uh, what do we need to change from last year to this year to get better? And, uh, and, and worked on um, technical work. We got them all on the camera, working technical things out. So that way, when they came back uh, in June, we did another camp in June where we focused on technical. And, uh, and really, so we could, when we, come in, when we came into camp in August, that the teams could just focus on implementing team systems and um, you know, just making some tweaks technical-wise and, and we were able to do that. Then, uh, of course, we had our training camp in Colorado Springs mm-hmm. um, for all the teams, which is awesome. just an awesome uh, opportunity for the teams to go out and spend a week at the Olympic Training Center and uh, really start to build that Team USA uh, t- uh, bond uh, amongst uh, each other. And so we, we really spent a lot of time uh, analyzing the teams and watching videos and uh, setting up the season and uh, getting the teams mentally prepared for the for the what's to come, and then obviously uh, they spent a ton of times out there with uh, with Brian McWilliams, our our trainer. So every day they're they're with him, getting their uh, the pretty much their their off season workout plan for the for the uh, month of July and and August. So it was it was a really good summer. It went really quick. Uh, the teams worked their butts off and. Uh, um, spent a ton of time in the gym. We gave them pretty much the month of uh, July off for for ice time. That was uh, optional. So if they wanted to be there, they obviously could be. But uh, nothing planned in July. And then we got them hit hit them hard in uh, in August. Uh, my teams all all came in to Blaine a couple of different times and had a couple of different camps and uh, get them on the ice so they're ready to go. All right, Coach, so let's get into your three teams. Have you got one on the women's side and, and two on the men's side? Let's start on the men's side. Uh, as you guys uh, get ready to compete here this week in Regina, and both of your teams 
are going to be in that uh, Tier 1 uh, competition of the two-tier event, the first uh, slam on tour this year. And it, John Schuster and, and Heater McCormick. Let's start with John Schuster because uh, certainly a household name, especially when it comes to USA Curling, and, and certainly probably a lot of fans of the Olympics uh, as a three-time Olympian going for his fourth straight Olympics. What about this team, Team Schuster? These guys were fantastic at nationals. They they were outstanding. Finished fourth at the Worlds. Uh, you just they just could not get past Switzerland in a couple times. But uh, this is a team right now. Matt Hamilton playing some really nice mixed doubles. I mean, John Schuster's playing. The, the makeup of this team seems like all the pieces are there once again. Yeah, they're uh, we're really excited to get the. Oh, they they got the season started up in. Uh, uh, Winnipeg a uh, couple weeks a couple weekends ago lost mm-hmm. the final up there but uh, really excited to get get back on the ice in the slam here um, these guys are they, they do they they have the total package uh, you know Tyler George uh, probably you know one of the best uh, shot makers uh, in the you know in the in the world and uh, uh, definitely soft weight players in the world uh, you know has a great great draw game great touch game and and Johnny just knows how to manage a game. Uh, you know he is he's definitely a world class skip. Uh, you know he can he can go up against anyone and manage a game against anyone and and then not skip anyone. So um, they've got a unique ability there uh, with that team, and, and it's shown uh, on the world uh, on the world level. Finishing uh, last three world championships, they had a uh, a fifth, a third, and a fourth place finish. So they're right there. Um, knocking at the door, uh, they've got themselves set up in a really good spot. If, if they can win the trials in November, they'll definitely be a medal contender at the uh, at the Olympics. And uh, you know, then they also have the, as you said, Matt Hamilton on a good stone at uh, at second. Um, he's playing mixed doubles, had a great year last year, won two national championships. Mm-hmm. And John Lansdowne is just uh, you know he's, he's a veteran at his age, uh, just a veteran lead. He knows. Game management. He knows uh, front end management, and um, he, he's, a, he's a great guy for Johnny. He's his go to guy on the ice, and uh, it's a, they're a real solid team. And you know, I look for them to uh, continue their successes throughout the World Curling Tour season up into the trials. Yeah, it's uh, John Schuster and crew. You know. One of the things, and when I saw him a couple weeks ago, I mean, he looks fantastic in the best shape of his life. Uh, you know, but one of the things I asked him about was, you know, did the did the third place bronze medal in the 2016 World Championships did that did that confirm that you guys? There's no question with some of the things that have happened in the Olympic Games. Did that confirm that? Look, remove any of the mental hurdles. And I mean, he quickly dismissed it with me. But I mean, there's no question he can compete, and John Schuster's one of the top skips in the world. But doing it at the Olympics, I know, has been a challenge. But did that did that bronze medal? And even though they got fourth, you know, this was a team that could have easily been on the podium uh, this past spring at the World Championships. Do you think that's unlocked something with this team going into the, uh, the uh, you know, obviously vying for an Olympic bid again? Well, I would say absolutely in confidence. You know, just the ability to prove to the world that we are a medal contender and yeah, maybe we didn't have a great Olympics, uh, in, in 10 and 14, but, uh, you know, we, they, they also, uh, going into 2010 and 2014, those teams only played in one world championship. Yep. And, uh, you know, now they're coming into a trials with, uh, three world championships under their belt. And, you know, if they're the Olympic team, there's no doubt, uh, you know, teams, teams know these, this, this, this team comparative to the two teams before that, uh, They've been on the slam scene. They've been in the top 15 in the world. 
you know, consistently over the last three years. So they, they are definitely, um, it, it's a different team and it's a, you know, it's, it's changed motivation and, and, uh, um, expectations as well. All right. Uh, let's pivot over as we're talking with Phil Drobnik, member of the uh, national team coaching staff and the curling, uh, USA curling's high performance program. Again, follow him on Twitter at, at coach Phil two L's. And, um, you move over to heater McCormick. He got, uh, uh, Heath McCormick's team with Chris Plies, Tom Howell, Corey Dropkin uh, had a good finish. What a semi uh, made the semis at uh, at Oakville, so got off to a pretty good start there as they get ready to uh, to take the ice in Regina. You know what about the makeup of this team? You got uh, two really youthful guys on the front end and and a couple guys who have been around in a while, uh, and Chris and Heater on the back end. Yeah, this is just a fun team. I mean, they are uh, they're dynamic. They uh, They've got the veteran Skip and Heath McCormick. They've got the uh, uh, Chris Plies, who's you know been around forever as well at the age of thirty, and and then we you know the two young guys coming in, uh, Tom Howell and, and and Corey Dropkin. These guys just out of juniors a couple years now and um, had a pretty successful junior career. It's just a perfect setup because you got two guys that uh, that want to that have embraced the front end position, mm-hmm. which you need on a team. And they've worked their tails off to become, you know, two of the best sweepers uh, in the world. I mean, their goal isn't to be the two best sweepers in the country. It's to be the two best sweepers in the world. And, and they've worked their butts off in the gym and, uh, and, and, and practice sweeping and practice judging. And, uh, you know, that, that this team has worked, uh, you know, they're pretty new. Uh, last year was their first year, but uh, they knew that they had a lot of work ahead of them. And, you know, John set the bar for all these teams. And uh, and these guys are working as hard as they can to get to that bar, so that they're um, they're they're the best prepared team uh, in the trials. You know, one of the things that struck me about this team, coach, back in nationals in February was, you know, this was a team that I know came away very very disappointed because all they had to do, correct me if I'm wrong, had to make the playoffs. Uh, at nationals to go to worlds, and they came up short and, and did not go to get to go to worlds because of it. And I see that the makeup when I see Tom Howell and I saw Corey, you know, after you know, as things were moving on and, and, and they didn't make the playoffs, and even after a couple of losses, uh, in the middle of the week, those two guys, especially having played together for so long, having had a you know, very successful junior career. That stood out to me to see the competitiveness and the anger that that losing is not acceptable to them. They were angry. They weren't happy. I could see a competitive fire in those two guys that that was different than a lot of other players I've seen. Yeah, they they are. They they're very competitive. They you know they 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 are out there to win, and they um, you know the biggest takeaway for their nationals and. Um, you know, most people would look at it as a disappointing finish and disappointing not to get to the Worlds. But sometimes you got to get knocked down for you, you know, so you can get back up. And yeah. you know, that was kind of their knockdown stage. And you know, they got they had a great season. They got knocked down at at nationals, and it 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 forced them or drove them to work even harder this off season and know that they they still had a lot of work to do to prepare themselves for the trials. So. Um, you know, they even went out uh, in the played in the European Masters uh, in April and had a good showing there. Got to play against a bunch of the Euro- European teams, so they got that European experience that they might, you know, they missed out on not getting at the world. So, um, yeah, this this team is very determined and uh, and working their tails off. So it's going to be fun to see how how they uh, how they play in Omaha in November.
Yeah, excited to see them take the ice and was excited to see a familiar face uh, uh, just a few weeks ago in an interview we'll bring you next week with Richie Ruin and uh, really insightful stuff. But catching up with him last, uh, you know, a couple weeks ago. But Richie Ruinen, the added, is the fifth. Uh, I don't want to call him an alternate, but the, the fifth uh, member of this team. And really, in a lot of ways, a, a, another coach kind of you add to the bench and going to do some analytical work, uh, you know, right there with Richie added. What does that do bringing him on board, a guy that's been around uh you know you add dr double to the mix that only can make you better as a team yeah for sure you know he's uh you know when when he was brought on uh we had a, a good conversation about uh, you know these guys need some mentoring uh-huh. and uh you know he's the guys that he's the guy to do it you know it's it's uh they're young and um you know they needed to 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 compete with the with a john schuster team and a brady clark team uh and a Craig Brown team who the, the, the athletes have all been around for five to 10 to, you know, 20 years. Um, and then we've got the, you know, with Corey and, and Tom, they, they don't have quite that experience. So bringing in Richie adds that second eye, that, that helpful insight that he can give those guys and, and it'll just carry them even further. So, uh, it's a great addition to the team. He's coming up with the team here in the slam this week. So it'll be great to have him, uh, working with the, with the guys all season long. All right, moving over to the women's team, your one women's team that you got, uh, Corey Christensen. You got uh, Corey Christensen obviously skipping that team, uh, the youngest of the three high-performance women's teams. And then, you know, the Anderson twins and Jenna Martin, recently married. Uh, talk about th- this is the youthful of – this is the young, youthful team of the three high-performance squads. Just talk about, you know, I know they bring just such a youthful energy to the ice, and they, they certainly have a lot of great curling in front of them, but certainly one of the teams that's going going to be on the ice there in Omaha. Yeah, they're they're coming into to Omaha as um, you know, probably the the third seed and they know that. And they're uh, and they know where they're at. I mean, both teams were finished uh, higher than them above in the order of merit last year and at Nationals, but uh, you know, this team is uh, uh, they're they're very young, but they're but they've been around the block. They've played a lot together. They've got a lot of team chemistry. Um yep. They're sponges, so they're great to coach. I mean, yeah. they they want everything you can give them, and they they have a drive to continue to get better every time they step on the ice. Um, we worked really hard uh, on some things in the off season. We started; uh, they were the team in particular that we we started our camps in in April, and uh, you know we had a we we outlined what we wanted to achieve in the summer, and I felt really confident about uh, about what we did this summer and. Um, you know, now they, they they played in Oakville last weekend. Um, didn't have the best results, but they they actually played better than their results showed. Mm-hmm. Um, they, they 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 were happy with with uh, some things that we were working on. And you know, the goal for them is 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 November. And uh, right now, it's every weekend they're on the ice. They're learning. They're they're improving. They're you know, the goal is to make sure that they're peaking at the right time. So. Um, they're in the right mindset for that. And they know they've got an uphill battle and they know they've got to work harder than any other team. So, um, they've, they've got a ton of talent and, uh, you know, their, their ultimate goal, uh, you know, was, was the 2022 Olympics, you know, back, uh, four or five years ago. And, and now they've gotten this, uh, this platter handed to them and an opportunity to go to the 20, uh, 2018 games. So, um, make the best of it. And, uh, and that's exactly what they're doing. And, they're just going to keep working and taking care of business and, and hoping to come in at uh, trials and surprise some teams and, and uh, find themselves uh, 
hopefully in the best of three, uh, to play for a shot to go to the Olympics. Well, before we wrap up with Coach Phil Drobnik here, uh, you you guys are in Regina there. uh, You know, the tour challenge getting ready to get underway uh, on Tuesday night. But Brad, uh, I'm sorry, John Schuster and Heater McCormick uh, in the Tier 1. I mean, just a gauntlet of a road. I mean, Schuster starts off uh, as as tough as you can probably get, uh, Coach, with Kevin Cooey and Brad Gushu right out of the gate. But, you know, talk about the guys on the men's side and then on the women's side. Uh, I know there's not one of your two teams, but you got Jamie Sinclair and Nina. They're going to be competing in the Tier 2, which really is more not even a Tier 2. I'd call it a Tier 1.5 with the star power down there. Yeah, it's it's this a great event. Uh, you know, we were uh, talking with John's team, and we got um, uh, three world champions that are that are in our pool with, with Glenn Howard and uh, – um, Last year's world champion, Brad uh, Gusu, and the year before, Kevin Cooey. So um, nothing like coming up and getting the season rolling by uh, playing a few world champions to uh, to, to get started. So uh, they're really excited, uh, really excited for the opportunity. They, you know, last year they, they got off to a slow start in the slams, but, uh, you know, the second half of the slam season, they, you know, they were in a tiebreaker, they qualified, and then they lost another tiebreaker. So some real good takeaways from slam events last year. And, uh, you know, I look for those guys, uh, to, to, to be there at the end of the week. Um, you know, even though they've got a really tough schedule, they, they can play with anyone and they know that. So, um, really, really looking forward to that. Then, uh, Heater's team, you know, also a little different look in their pool, but they've, uh, they got the, the number one team in the world, Nicholas Adin in it and the Olympic, uh, uh, the Scottish Olympic team, um, Kyle Smith, mm-hmm. Pat Simmons with his new team and, uh, I think their 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 roundout um, is uh, Simmons, yeah Simmons Smith and um, um, the other uh, yeah Simmons Simmons Smith and Nadine. Yeah. So that, and uh, that's a great pool too. So yeah. it's uh, they're uh, they're ready though. Yeah. They're coming off of the ice last weekend too. So and the ice in Oakville was uh, slam quality ice. It was wonderful ice. So. He's got an advantage of you know just playing last weekend. Well, we wish you guys all the best up there in Regina. Just uh, lay waste to that field. Go, uh, go get them, Coach. I hope uh, I hated not getting to see you a couple weeks ago. I know you had some things at home you had to tend to. Certainly our best wishes to you and your family. Uh, it stunk not seeing you. It, it did not make my week to see the uh, – uh, it sucked not seeing the Phil Strut and Swagger be able to come out of the coach's box and hit the ice there. I'm saving it for trial. <laughs> well, I can't wait to see it. I hope, <laughs> I, I hope the, at least in the meantime, I hope the Midwest weather was good to you this summer. Were you able to get out and swing the sticks a few times a week before? Uh, I know that's not even going to be in the thought process of being able to try and play even nine holes coming up here in a couple of weeks, if not now. Right. Yeah. I've got, I didn't get quite as much as I'd like to get in, but uh, I probably played better this summer than I had been. So maybe that's a good thing. Maybe uh Maybe I need to play less, and and, and then it'll improve the game. <laughs> well, well, Coach Phil Drobnik, always the best. It's always a pleasure catching up with you. A member of the national team coaching staff with USA Curling's High Performance Program. All the best. Can't wait to see you soon, Coach Drobnik. Hey, thanks, Bryce. Uh, always great talking to you. All right, we'll talk soon. That's Coach Phil Drobnik here on the Extra Extra In podcast. We'll be right back. Bryce, it's a new curling season, and if you're looking to buy some new curling equipment, look no further than Hardline Curling. Whether you're just starting out or an elite curler, Hardline is the choice in high-performance and recreational curling equipment. Don't settle for cheap imitations. 
Heartland has been at the forefront of the most innovative curling equipment ever since they came out of the scene seven years ago. Heartland values all their customers, which is why their customer service, like their equipment, is legendary. For those who play with the ice pad, they know it's the best curling brush out there. If you haven't experienced Hardline's ice pad, the time has definitely come to try it. Discover why more and more pro teams from around the world have chosen the ice pad, including world champions Team Gushu, as well as both U.S. men's and women's national champions Team Schuster and Team Sinclair. And Hardline isn't just curling brooms. They offer a full range of curling equipment to get your playing your best, including the Pro Slide Delivery Aid designed by Reed Carruthers, shoes and apparel. Support this wonderful sponsor of the Extra Extra End by going to www.tesn.us and clicking on Hardline's Ice Pad logo to see for yourself why Hardline is the number one choice for curling equipment. back into the Extra Extra In podcast. Bryce Atkinson, Joe Calabrese, and now we are joined by the man from Curling Zone himself, President and CEO, Jerry Gertz. Jerry, what's happening in a faraway land also known as, what, the Toronto Airport? Yeah, yeah sitting at Pearson International Airport in Toronto, one from the Oakville Stu Cells Tanker, which just wrapped up today on uh, uh, Monday here, and uh, off to Regina for the first Grand Slam of the season. Yeah, well, let's let's get into it and, and let Joe pop in here too. But uh, you know, as you mentioned, you know, the tanker this past weekend kind of give us uh, the lay of the land and what went down there uh, in Oakville. As everybody kind of now starts turning and pivoting toward the first slam there in Regina with uh, basically a two tiered event. Yeah, we yeah that was uh, last season. Oh yeah, the tier two uh, in uh, Regina. Yes, uh, so. Here in Toronto, we had a big uh, international field, sorry, Oakville. Uh, here in Oakville, we had a big international event, uh, somewhere between 10 and 12 uh, countries represented, which was uh, really amazing to see. And and at the end of the day, uh, Silvana Tiranzoni defeated Sherry Madaw in the women's event, uh, the Swiss uh, girls looking to uh, kind of break through uh, this year with uh, uh, a spot in the Olympics. Uh, mm-hmm. Tiranzoni has been the best Swiss team on tour for many years now, and and they've struggled with some of the uh, with some of the playdown events. So a good start for them. And and uh, on the men's side, we've got a young team by the name of Bruce Mowat uh, out of Scotland, and they defeated uh, the Korean Olympic team, uh, skipped by Chang Min Kim, uh, in the uh, men's final. So. Uh, yeah, really interesting finals. I don't think anybody would have picked uh, Mowat and Kim to get to the final in the men's field, but uh, you know, it was uh, yeah, it was really interesting to see and and some good results by the U.S. teams this this weekend too, which uh, you know sets up the season well too. Yeah, Jerry, uh, it looks like Peter McCormick uh, wound up in the semifinals in that event. Is that right? Yeah, he uh, ended up getting uh, knocked out by. Uh, Oh, man, my brain's starting to be a little fried right now, but <laughs> the, uh, yeah, the, uh, Korean team, uh, was, was who knocked out, uh, McCormick, uh, Moet ended up beating, uh, Tanner Horgan, junior team, uh, out of Northern Ontario in the semifinals. And then of course, uh, Brady Clark, uh, was playing amazing as well. He just ran into a tough match in his, uh, 
qualifying game and and uh, knocked out there. But uh, Brady was looking really sharp this weekend and uh, was talking to him too. And he's uh, feeling healthy again for the first time in a long time. So you know it'll they're going to be a, a true wild card at the trial. And yeah. uh, off to a good start, even though he didn't uh, cash check in the playoffs. Yeah, I saw Brady. Yeah, it uh, looks like he wound up. Go ahead, Joe. Sorry, it looks like he wound up four and three in the event. And, uh, played uh, Corbett Rank, uh, played uh, Simmons and Brewster. Yep. Some quality wins there for him. Yeah, it's a, it's a great showing for for Brady's team, and then of course Heater's team as well. He beat uh, uh, Ray Lou in the uh, quarterfinal. Uh, one of the teams in the running to represent China at the Olympic qualifying events and, and fourth place finishers at the Olympics in 2014. So that's, that's a great win for Eder and his team, you know, getting one of the, one of the potential Olympic teams, uh, in a, in an important playoff game. So, uh, you know, they're, they're looking good too. Eder's feeling good. And, and, uh, you know, I, li- I like the way that team looks. Yeah, of course they have the addition of Richie Ruin and I'm sure that you saw the, uh, the extra coach in the box there as Richie uh, joins up with uh, with Heater McCormick's rank is their alternate, you know, fifth player. We'll actually have a conversation with Richie here on the Extra Action podcast next week. But uh, you kind of add a little bit of another dynamic, a guy that had a fantastic Nationals with Todd Burr's rank uh, and Richie, who now joins the Heater McCormick rank uh, to make this push to the Olympics. What do you think about that addition uh, for Heater Implies and company? Uh, one of the roles that uh, Rich is going to take over is kind of the staff and analytics role as well and, and research and scouting on opponents. So, you know, I think that alone is going to add a big component to the team. Uh, we've spent some time going over uh, numbers and everything and, and it'll help them plan and, and, and build better game plans against some opponents and, and, and try and find some weaknesses. And of course, Rich as a, as a, competitor on the ice he's able to step in at pretty much any position so you know I think he adds a a good component to that team and and he really wants to be a part of it and, and help towards the success of the team as well which is great to see too Yes, you now turn your attention to Regina in the first slam of the season. Uh, Joe, pop in here anytime you want, uh, but it's we're looking at this thing. You've got uh, a lot of U.S. teams that are going to be playing, uh, a bunch here in the Tier 1 and in, in the Tier 2 as well. I believe what you got uh, um, John Schuster and Heater McCormick in the Tier 1. I'll let you explain the tiering and how this first slam you know, how this is going to set up, but t- certainly talk about the U.S. teams that are going to be there in Regina. So, yeah, the the Grand Slams for the longest time have been, uh, they started out as four events, four major events. And and uh, one of the, one of the concerns or, or pushback from, from some of the, some of the people around the game was that, uh, you know, we needed to find a way to, uh, you know, go down a little further down the list and get some new teams and new blood into the event. Uh, so, one of the events that uh, that the players kind of came up with and, and, and the idea behind it is is the Tier 2 Tour Challenge. So uh, the, the Tier 1 event is like any other Grand Slam, 15 teams, three pools of four. Uh, sorry, three pools of five. Uh, top eight make the playoffs, and, and they play for their regular uh, purse. Whereas then the next uh, 10 teams on the order of merit plus five regional entries, the best regional entries. So, for example, we've got the, 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 the next five Saskatchewan teams playing in, in the Tour Challenge. So, essentially, 
you're looking at the top 25 to 30 teams playing in these Grand Slam events. The great thing about the Tier 2 is it's actually a stepping stone into a, a future Tier 1 event, a future tour event, where the team who wins the event gets an all-expenses-paid trip to the Masters in Lloydminster in, uh, at the end of October. So that Tier 2, they're, they're uh, playing for uh, a $50,000 total purse. When you, when you think about the entry fees there, you know, teams are paying, I think, about 800 to to $1,000. I can't remember the number offhand. You know, 15 teams, that's, you know, twelve to $15,000 in entries. You know, that, there's a huge sponsor top-up on top of that. And, and when you look at the field, there's really, there's nobody better, really better than anybody than them. They don't have to play any of the top teams. The top 15 aren't part of that event. So, you know, it, it, it's such a great event for these teams to be part of. And I know uh, talking to Greg Baldwin, uh, the, who uh, won it last year, and uh, he was pretty excited to be back again playing for it. And, and uh, they're looking for, for a spot uh, back. So, uh, you know, look at uh, Schuster and, and Heath McCormick. I think it's good for good to see them in the tier one event. They're going to get a chance to play some of the top ranked teams, some potential Olympic teams, and you know, test their medal for the uh, the trials, and then you know, for them eventually, if one of those two is to win, and to go off the Pyeongchang, Korea for uh, the Olympics in February. Uh, the women's side, we've got. Uh, sorry, go ahead. That's okay. I was just going to get to the women's side, Jerry, and, and I was looking at the women's teams in the in the tier two, and that's sort of where I want to focus on. That's where our U.S. teams are, Team Sinclair and Team Roth. Um, but man, it, you talk about a who's who of women's curlers. This this tier two field is loaded, isn't it? Yeah, it really does become a strong event, and you know you see some names that uh, shuffle down uh, uh, out of the top group. Uh, I know I believe Anna Sidorova ended up down there. You might have to help me with some yeah, of the other names. Chelsea Carey. Yep, yep. Yeah, Chelsea, and, and, uh, Chelsea Rock. There's just, yeah, yep. uh, Stephanie Lawton. Yep. I mean, there's just yep. a number of really good teams here. Yeah, we saw a big shuffle in the women's ranks last year. And, and this is the thing that the Grand Slams and, and the way the Order of Merit point system works now is that uh, you can see a big change very quickly. Um, like on, in, in, in Canada... You know, you look at the way the trials were set up, the top seven get first based off of points and stuff. And uh, Allison Floxy, Casey Scheidegger, and Michelle Englott's teams, at the beginning of last season, I don't think anybody would have predicted that they would have been directly in based on where they ranked and, and everything. But they all had great seasons, whereas you saw a few teams struggle. And, and some of those you mentioned, Chelsea Carey's team, you got Chelsea Rock, Steph Lawton, they all had rough seasons, but you know, they're all talented and you know that they can put it all together and, and, and play well on any given day. So, you know, it, it, there's definitely some opportunities and you're seeing this with the, with the U S team now too, with, with, with uh, Nina Roth and, and Jamie Sinclair's teams having strong seasons last year, climbing up the rankings and really putting themselves in position to qualify for the grand slams for the duration of the season with a good start this year. All right, uh, let's pivot, Jerry. Let's, uh, you know, really kind of our topic du jour of, of this episode, the inaugural The Extra Extra in Podcast here, uh, presented by 
the Twelfth Men Sports Network. It, really, the lessons learned from the last Olympic cycle as it relates to the U.S. teams. We know it's been a certainly a disappointing last couple Olympics for United States curling. What do you think some of the biggest lessons and takeaways that USA Curling came away? Obviously, we know the changes with the high performance, but what do you think the biggest lessons that USA Curling won, learned from that last cycle? I think it's night and day different uh, how the teams are, are prepared going into this uh, Olympic year compared to the year before. Uh, one of the big things you're seeing now is is a team like John Schuster, for example, they are playing an elite level schedule. Their strength of field of events played uh, and strength of schedule of, of, of opponents is, is right up there with the top 10 teams in the world. They are playing the games that uh, they need to, to get the experience against teams that they're going to face at the Olympics. And, and, and curling is a funny sport that way. You, you know, you play an opponent and you get comfortable against them. You, know, you can find the cracks and weaknesses and, and, and figure out how to beat them. You, know, you look at Schuster against a team like Nicholas Adin, and, mm-hmm. and he won an important game at the end of the round robin at the Worlds, and then uh, he won a game at the Champions Cup that he needed to win as well against uh, against Adin. And, and uh, talking to John this summer with uh, one of the training camps, you know, he, he really feels confident against a team like Adin now, and and until you play those top teams, it's almost a case where, you know, a lot of them win games because, you know, they've got that name brand and, and it adds to the, uh, you know, it, it, uh, you know, creates that, that, that uh, intimidation factor out of the gate. And, mm-hmm. and sometimes you got to play them a few times to realize that they're not perfect and, and, uh, and get comfortable against those opponents. And, you know, I think, uh, you know, this is something that I think we get into with uh, with the trials and the, and, and the selection of teams and, and all that. And, and, you know, really, at the end of the day, I think I think to be, you know, to, to be a, a team that's going to go to the Olympics, you have to have that game experience. You have to have played those top teams and uh, day in and day out and and and, and kind of been there and. And, uh, you know, Schuster's definitely a team that uh, has shown he, 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 can, he can compete with those teams. Jerry, you know, um, most people associate you with Curling Zone, but you're also, you know, Mr. Uh, curling Tour, I guess is the best way of putting it. I know you've had some, some changes to the tour this past year that are, that are going to be very beneficial. Uh, one of the things that I thought about as you were talking about Schuster is sort of how people develop into you know, a John Schuster type team. And it looks like there's been some changes uh, that will benefit teams that are sort of just getting out uh, on the road. Uh, there's some spiels and some, some new locations this year in the U S can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah. So uh, one of the things that, uh, that I've been working on for quite some time now, and, and, it, and it's really where my passion in the sport started with the Ontario curling tour, for example, and mm-hmm. is, is, being able to build and develop that kind of minor league system for the sport. You know, I think our sport really uh, aligns itself well with, with something like baseball where, you know, there's, you know, there's the different levels, a double a triple a. And when you look at some of the top players in the game, they're definitely on the, on the older side, you know, a lot of the top skips and, you know, they're, they're already up into their thirties, forties, which is, which is older for, for a sport, uh, for, for sport in general. And, 
but it takes time for these players to develop their game. And, and so, you know, when you, when you look at the United States, for example, there's a pretty big jump from, from the club level to get into some of the fields in, in the Midwest. You've got St. Paul, you've got uh, Duluth, Evelyn, uh, the U.S. Open in, in Blaine. And, and what we really need is, an op- is, is a way to, or an opportunity for teams to go out and play competitive games, get some experience, get that experience on Sunday, stepping on the ice in a quarterfinals match, and, and how do you prepare from there? You know, the next step, getting to a final, winning that final when you're the only game on the ice, and that confidence that comes from, from winning. You know, winning an event, and, and there's, there's no experience other than going out and doing it. And, you know, so we've got uh, Fort Wayne, Kalamazoo, that uh, started up uh, events last season. Mm-hmm. Uh, their $400 entry, uh, for the sake of the club, $100 goes back into the club's uh, coffers to help support and grow uh, uh, the facility and everything because, you know, they need to be successful at the end of the day uh, with the events they run. And then uh, the rest of the money is in the purse for the teams to play for. You're looking somewhere around a thousand to fifteen hundred dollar first prize, depending on the number of teams you get. And you know, you look at the competition level in these events, and they're not very high. You know, you're looking at some teams that you know aren't uh, overly strong yet. But you know, it's you got to start somewhere. Yeah. And the most exciting thing on my end is to see what uh, a team like Daryl Sobering did last season, where they. they went and they won the event in, in Fort Wayne. Um, you know, I, I believe one of their players was a first or second year curler and, and, uh, and, and Daryl and, and the rest of the guys are pretty new to the competitive scene, but, uh, you know, they gained some important experience in Fort Wayne and then went to the challenge round and, and ground out a ground out a win in the C qualifier to, uh, book their spot into the nationals last season in Everett. So, you know, year one, a pretty big success for 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 these small events that we ran. But uh, you know, it it makes total sense. You know, confidence breeds. You know, confidence creates winning. Winning creates confidence, and the cycle can continue. Curling is it again a lot. one of these funny sports where uh, you know you got to believe it to be able to do it, and, and uh, yeah, it's fun. So we've got uh, uh, Darcy and. And Paul Ellerby are going to run an event in Lakeville, uh, Minnesota, which is the southern part of the Twin Cities, I believe. And they're going to do that one in October. And we're working on trying to get some events in other locations. Uh, we've got the uh, Mountain Pacific uh, uh, Mixed Doubles event in uh, Evergreen in Oregon as well, joining the uh, World Carling Tour as a, as a will be considered a Challenger Series event for that discipline. So. Um, Matt Sussman is working on getting an event going at a Bowling Green as well at the Black Swamp uh, Curling uh, Center, Curling Club there. And uh, yeah, the sky's the limit. We'd love to see any club interested in, in running one of these events. The intent is to draw local teams. You know, you're probably, you know, we want to see, you know, most of the teams come from, you know, a few hours range of the area, but then there's opportunities for teams to travel you know, to come and play these events. And, and uh, there, there's order of merit points available at, in these events, which goes towards qualifying for nationals. And, 
this year with the standard, the changes to the standard, I think uh, these smaller events play a part in, in, or could potentially play a part in qualifying team for the world. That sounds really exciting, Jerry. And, you know, it actually sounds a little bit like that tier one, tier two system at the slams. It's just a little bit different format and you got these regional qualifying tournaments that, uh, you know, can kind of propel somebody forward if they, if they have the uh, gumption to do it. Yeah, that's really, that that's 100% true. And that's why I'm really excited about the, the tour challenge for the same reason. And, uh, you know, continuing to work on building multiple tiers in the sport. The, the idea is, is that, you know, if you're a young team, um, you know, let's, let's take, let's take some of the teams that play out of the junior nationals, for example, you know, your top, your top couple of teams, your playoff teams are probably not going to have a hard time finding somebody to play with into, into men's and women's play. The, the issue becomes, you know, the next group of teams, the kids who are really interested in continuing to play competitive curling, but you know, they're not necessarily going to be noticed yet out of juniors. They're, you know, they're, they're mid tier, you know, the teams that the teams that come close to getting to nationals, these events are meant to give them a place to play, an opportunity to go out and still continue learning the game because many players get better and continue to grow as, as, as they graduate after juniors. And there's lots of time to find your spot in the game. And, and, and then from there, you know, if you're a, if you're a club team who enjoys going out and playing some good competitive games, but don't really have an interest in going any further with it, these events are for those teams as well. You know, something that's close to home, you can sleep in your own bed, keep the cost down and go out and, 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 and have, get some competitive games. In. You know, there's no need to have to want to graduate any further. We, we want to see those teams be able to play some games too. And, and you never know, they might pique their interest and in, in, in take track at one of the bigger events in, in, in the country. All right, wrapping up with Jerry Gertz, President and CEO of Curling Zone Operations Manager with the World Curling Federation. Also, check Curling them out. Tour. Curling, Curling Tour. Curling Tour. Excuse me. Curling <laughs> Tour. My fault. CurlingZone.com. The awesome redesign. Also, the Grand Slam of Curling.com. Biggest question, really, is we all crave more curling here in the U.S. Where can you watch this weekend? We're starting, I guess. Uh, really, uh, you know, middle of the week into the weekend, where can everybody, can we watch the first slam of the upcoming season? Can we watch it? Where can we watch it? Uh, I don't know the details yet. I know they had it all set up last season, but uh, there should be something posted at www.thegrandslamacurling.com and uh, keep an eye out for that information. Um, Follow Curling Zone on Facebook and Twitter. We'll be sure to post something if we if we find it there, and and I'm sure Twelfth uh, End uh, Sports Network will will post, be posting the links as well uh, once uh, once we know what's going on there too. Yeah, we always got you covered, Jerry. Uh, Joe, I, I don't know what else we we hit on a lot of things. I know we're going to have Jerry back again next week. We got a uh, uh, fairly juicy topic. We'll wait and save and tease here at the end of this, uh, you know, episode one of the Extra Extra and podcast, but one that I think a lot of people are going to want to tune in and listen to next week. Yeah, Jerry, I want to thank you for uh, joining us on the Extra Extra end today. Uh, you've been a great partner to us as we've been launching our. Uh, website and our nationals uh, coverage and it's uh, good to have you as our first guest here on uh, our guest, uh, you know, roundtable guest on the extra extra and thanks a lot jerry
Thanks. I'm really excited to see where this is going to go. And, and it's great to see more coverage of the sport in the United States. Uh, you guys are so hungry for the sport down there. Spent some time curling in some summer spiels the last few years now. And the passion and the love for the game on ice conditions that uh, are not, uh, you know, not the greatest at times, just it, it is overwhelmingly amazing. And, uh, you know, it's one thing I always tell people that, uh, you know, if you're uh, at all lacking in your passion for the game, go curl in some of these summer spiels and, and you'll be rejuvenated and fall in love with the game as, as you see how these, uh, how the American curlers have really uh, fallen in love with, with the sport. And uh, I see some huge potential growth for the sport in the United States and, and uh, looking forward to uh, continuing uh, working and, and chatting with you guys. Well, safe travels to Regina for the first slam. Jerry, I know that we'd be remiss if we didn't at least say good luck. Hope everything goes off great. Great curling uh, to everybody that's playing, and certainly all the best to you and uh, your Toronto Blue Jays as they look forward to finishing off this uh, this season in the MLB. I know that's another passion of yours, but that's a that's another topic for another day, my friend. Thanks, guys. Take right. care. Thanks, Jerry. That's Jerry Gertz right here on the Extra Extra End podcast great stuff right there joe yeah absolutely price uh jerry's uh, one of the true gems of the sport all right we'll be right back here on the extra extra in podcast to put a bow on this thing and to close up shop tell you what's ahead next week right here on the extra extra in podcast we'll be right back price as the holidays approach and the kids are back to school you should know that a simple click on the amazon tab at tesn.us can support curling webcasters across the country when you buy through the Amazon tab at TESN.us, a small portion of the sales goes to TESN affiliates. So if you like TESN, please remember to support our affiliates by clicking on the Amazon tab at TESN.us. Bookmark it, please. All right, welcome back into the Extra Extra Podcast. With the 12th in Sports Network, powered by Isagenix. Man, what a great uh, inaugural first episode we have had here. Just we cannot thank our sponsors here enough. Certainly Isagenix, our title sponsor, along with Amazon, Hardline Curling, and Dynasty Curling. Thank you so much for supporting the Extra Extra in this season and this week as we get off the ground. And speaking of thanks, special thank you to Coach Phil Drobnik and Jerry Gertz, uh, our featured guest, Phil Drobnik, we talked to early in the podcast and then the roundtable there in that last segment with Joe Calabrese. And I great stuff there as we uh, got a lot, a lot of ground to cover here as we march toward the U.S. Olympic curling trials coming up starting November the 11th in Omaha, Nebraska at beautiful Baxter Arena there on the campus of University of Nebraska at Omaha. Just a fantastic facility. Cannot wait to be there again for the curling trials. All seven teams, which we will be previewing here on the Extra Extra and Podcast. And those previews with the teams, they begin next week. We got a big one ahead next week here. Is we will talk with Vicki Persinger and Jamie Sinclair from Team Sinclair. 
Claire. Caught up with them. Uh, we'll talk a little bit about their summer and their upcoming march toward the trials as well. We will have a bonus interview next week with the newest member of Team Heath McCormick. That would be Rich Ruinen. As you, uh, we talked with Phil a little bit about earlier there here in the show. But Rich Ruinen, a little bit of a bonus conversation we'll have with him next week here on the Extra Extra Get In. And one of the juicy topics that we've got, did USA Curling get it right with these seven teams? It's certainly a big topic of discussion around uh, USA Curling, getting ready for those trials. We also have a really awesome, cool giveaway uh, that you can uh, sign up to, to win this is one awesome prize, as Joe mentioned a lot earlier in the podcast. Man, do we have some really cool giveaways that we're going to be giving away every single week. Where do you want to stay tuned for that? At 12th in Sports on Twitter and on Facebook at the 12th in Sports Network. You can keep up to date on every single podcast that drops, contests, upcoming guests, everything that we've got coming here on the Extra Extra end. Uh, as we get ready to close up shop here, one thing we got to make sure we touch base on, where can you find the Extra Extra in? Real easy, guys. The Apple Podcast app on your phone. You can subscribe there by just searching the Extra Extra in. Uh, you can go to iTunes on your laptop computers. You can go to Stitcher, Google Play, and of course at the 12th in Sports Network online. That's tesn.us forward slash podcast. Again, tesn.us forward slash podcast. You get us right there on the 12th in Sports Network. All right, been a lot of fun here. Ready to wrap this, wrap this thing up. Cannot wait until next week. We got a lot of great stuff coming to you all season long here on the Extra Extra and Podcast as we will preview the faces, the teams, everything about the coaches around the world of USA Curling and the elite athletes here that will take the ice in Omaha, Nebraska for the U.S. Olympic Curling Trials. All right, signing off here, Price Atkinson. Appreciate every single person here tuning in, listening, checking us out. I hope you'll be back again next Thursday as a new episode drops every single Thursday of the Extra Extra In podcast with the 12th In Sports Network crew, powered by Itagents. We'll see you next week. Thanks for being with us on this edition of the Extra Extra In podcast with Price Atkinson. Follow Price and the 12th In Sports Network crew on Twitter and Facebook to stay up on our weekly contests, giveaways, and guests for upcoming episodes of the Extra Extra In podcast, powered by Isogenics.